Hi everyone, my name is Jordi Mueller and welcome to the Empower Women series of January. This is our first Empower Women series of 2021 and we have probably the most time in topic for the most time in moment at the, with the right person, uh, Nicola Kafalis. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. We're going to be talking about, the topic of today was start a year of right, but it's basically a conversation about just how to address your overall wellness and fitness uh, in a post-2020 time. And uh, I I was very excited to be part of the event today and listen to what you had to say. And um, But I'll, I'll share a couple of personal stories because I think people are all in the same boat. It's like we're all kind of like to reframe and redesign how we approach this conversation uh, compared to what we were taught, we were race uh, learning. And uh, and some of us that, that had some, I would say, uh, proximity to the fitness world, um, we just need to rethink about what fitness means uh, as we include now also mental health as part of, of fitness and wealth. So so thank you. I'm super excited for this conversation. And I, was to, I want to start with a basic question, um, which is as a fitness professional or a wellness professional, and I don't want to put a specific label on you, um, what did you learn in 2020 that we can just kind of like throw off the window and or or, or yeah, Let's just start with that. What did you learn in 2020 that we can just throw up the window and not take with us in 2021? Okay. Well, I, I think the thing I learned the most, if you're expecting to get results in 2020 with a plan that worked in anything previously, you're going to be very disappointed and frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah. so instead of saying, well, I'm going to go back and do well, I had a lot of success with this. I'm going to do this again. It's just impossible. The world has changed and we need to change with it. Um, so I would say that as I coached people and I would say this often, and as I coached people in 2020 and heard them say, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm trying so hard. Why isn't this working? Because we, we have this feeling that we're waiting to get out of the tunnel. We see the light at the end of the tunnel. We're almost there. And no matter how close or how bright the light seems, it just gets farther and farther away with everything that happened. Yeah, I I think, uh, and, and this is kind of like what I was referring at the beginning. I'll, I'll frame the conversation with something I experienced and was experienced here in my household, which is a lot of our health, a lot of our fitness was definitely based on pillars. And uh, we had our community. <laughs> we were very used to go to a climbing gym around people that climb and stay healthy and are into fitness. And that was our friendships, right? And then mm -hmm. um, we were also used to a diet because that was part of our routine, like cook and buy. I think in the presentation you call it real food, which I agree with you. It's like just consuming real food is a change. Um, and then suddenly we just didn't have any of those. And... And, and we were into this square one conversation of priorities. And I think we all went into survival mode, which was, I want to keep my job. So I work more, <laughs> right? And, I, yeah. and I'm lucky to have a job because there was a lot of people that didn't have jobs. But also, it's okay just eating ramen noodles today because I just need to get through. Because like you said... The end of the tunnel is coming. This is just tunnel food. This is just tunnel workouts. At the end of the yeah. tunnel, I'll be able to to get over this. Um, 
and and I think in one phrase that you said today that stuck with me was like, we need to be comfortable just living in this tunnel because this is the new reality. Uh, so yeah, anything you want to comment on that? Yeah, you need to start buying furniture and getting some, <laughs> <laughs> getting some rugs for the tunnel. You need to get comfortable. Yeah. And and if we're expecting, and I think the the thing that we need to realize. If we're expecting the world to exist like it did in January of 2020, we're going to be really, really upset. It's never, it's never going to go back. Nothing will ever be the same. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing if we learn how to live this different lifestyle. But if we're expecting things to go back and we all of a sudden they're going, you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and they're going to say everything, you know, you masks, throw them away. We don't need them. And gyms open up or if you're a small business, your restaurant's going to be fine tomorrow. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And I don't want to sound in it. The problem is if we're expecting that there's this constant disappointment in our lives. So we need to readjust to this new normal and we can be, you know, I, I talked about this earlier in um, the conversation we had. It's like if you live in New England, you get you understand what this is. You prepare for a nor'easter, you run out, you buy all your baked goods, you cuddle up in front of the TV with your family. You hope the electricity doesn't go out. You, you bake a bunch of cookies, you eat some hot cocoa, you might go out and play in the snow and then you come back in and in 48 hours, someone's plowed your driveway and you go back to life. No one's coming to plow your driveway. You're going to have to go out and shovel it yourself yeah. <laughs> and figure a way to survive this new, this new normal. And it's basically like a nor'easter that's never ending. So, no, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so we need to sort of figure out how do how do we stay healthy? And the really scary part is in the past we had ways to measure our health. So we had doctors appointments and we had clothes that we had to wear. We had outings that we sort of realized that our jeans were too tight. <laughs> and we're not having any of that right now. So yeah. it is, it's a lot, we're going to have to not only figure a way to get healthy, we're going to have to measure our, how we're doing it and make sure that we're sticking to the plan. Uh, one topic that you touched into this conversation that I, I actually found it insightful was that one, you were definitely not in favor of diets as a solution, but you mentioned to be aware of the trend of the diets tells you a lot of what's going on around you. And if you, do you mind explaining that a little bit more? Because I, I found it fascinating. So my background is business. I, ha, I My favorite thing to do was case studies. I loved analyzing the industry. And so my background is analyzing industry and, and understanding. So I've been researching the fitness industry, not only being a part of it for 20 years, but researching it. So what I have always found fascinating is the trends in the diets and we shouldn't ignore them we shouldn't fall for them but we shouldn't ignore them either so when i first started out 20 years ago the advice was move more and eat less and at that time based on what was going on in the world it wasn't bad advice so you know all these gyms started to open up i was you know a trainer it was it was new um you know the the training I got back then is so different than the training I have right now, but it wasn't bad advice. Over time, what you've seen is, uh, you know, in the last five to 10 years, it's been this real shift in the food industry and sugar and fat and how sugar is making us sick. 
Is that accurate? Yes. Hmm. But then has the food industry responded by making foods that appear healthy, but that are still going to make us sick if we're not careful? So it's important to, and you know, do I think you're going to be really healthy if you cut down your sugar? Yes. Do I think you're going to be really healthy if you buy every product that has paleo written on it? No. So it is finding that right balance, understanding why the change has happened in the industry and creating a unique plan for you and your family that's sustainable and makes you healthy. Yeah, I. so so as part of that topic today, I noticed a couple of things that I, that, that I think it's worth exploring. One is, uh, and I'm a big believer in this, which I'm about to say, which you mentioned today, um, eat something and then see how your body reacts and if your workout or if your uh, mobility stuff changes based on what you ate. Um, that is a huge insight and a lot of people should do that. That's probably how should we, we should eat in general. Like just you should eat something that makes you feel good after, not just at the moment. Uh, but also I know like maybe that's 90% of the time. So that's one thing that I want to definitely explore right now in a second. Uh, but the other one is it, mobility. It's, it, the second part of that equation is we were moving more. Uh, I think you mentioned if somebody can do 5,000 steps today, it's kind of like a high uh, level of steps a day. Uh, and just as context, I would say before, there was some things in our office as well. It's like 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 steps a day, and, and that would be the person. And now 5,000 is like the record. Well, that tells you a lot of mobility changes around us. So your food has to adapt to that too. Absolutely. Uh, and. And we, in our household here, uh, me and my partner, uh, Amanda, she's always like, uh, you need to eat more, George, you need to eat more. And I'm always fighting. It's like, I haven't done anything today. Like, <laughs> I, I don't need to consume as much, right? But also, it's wrong. Like, I need to, like, think about it more and be aware. I, can you just expand a little bit or comment on those uh, two topics a little bit? Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, um, there was a great comedian that did this whole skit that basically, you know, there's going to be a point where Amazon reads our mind and delivers food to our house. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. a, and really close. So yeah. the fact that we're not even driving to the supermarket, walking through the aisles and picking out our food, and we're waiting for it to be delivered to our house, and it and it's a, it's right now it's more valid. Like I'm I'm afraid of exposure, so I, I get this this change in our society, but. You know, back before 2020, I'd be like, guys, walk to the store. Now, we don't even drive to the store and walk in the store. Yeah. So the world has changed. And what we need to do, you know, we need to sort of adjust to that. What I have, you know, my goal every day is personally, I like to watch the sunrise and the sunset outdoors. So I start every morning with a, a sunrise run. And then I try to finish every evening with a sunset walk with my family. Have you have you jump into the into the I would say thought of like cold water swimming? Like a lot of people are doing it these days <laughs> in the morning or at night. Not doesn't mean that it's no. I think it's off the table. I'm not going to let no. Not, not even an option for me. I mean, I'll enjoy the ocean from a distance when it's cold. Yeah. I know that I know that I have, I have some family in Ireland that's doing that, but I do think. On that note, should we be should we be challenging ourselves physically in maybe ways we hadn't in the past? 
Yeah, I think uh, before we started recording a conversation today, we were talking about that, about the the narrow focus of fitness or just a little more open-minded, comprehensive, evolving uh, mindset of fitness. And I think that's where um, the right side of history will fall, which is we're learning more and more about how we react to many things in our bodies. Uh, so we should always be open to new things. And definitely like the cold swimming in the ocean is one yeah. of those. Like the shock is definitely causing some positive reactions. So why not try it, right? And then if it doesn't uh, work for you, it doesn't work for you. Well, you know, and it, it was so, you know, when I reached my, and I think everybody had their, their moment. And as my husband referred to it, 2020 was the most stressful year of my life personally. And he was, he was a wonderful um, rock for me during this time. One of the things that I did to manage stress is I started hiking hmm. and I, I was out hiking with him one day and somebody passed us and said, um, you know, are you doing the, is it the 48, five, 4,000 footer? So, there are 48 mountains in New Hampshire. And I was like, wait, there's there's a contest out there that I'm not a part of. So I jumped in and I wanted to do it. And I started, ended up, ended up hiking like a lunatic, like hiking every week, getting up to every mountain. And of course I injured myself because I- I have, the, yeah. I have the map of the 48 mountains in the back of me. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that, that week I'm like, well, we're doing Mount Washington. We're doing every <laughs> difficult hike we can find. And I started doing it and I ended up injuring myself which was also a part, a beautiful part of this journey is that I was so competitive in sort of finding this new world of 2020 that I stopped and I said, wait, why am I hiking? Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? Is this to get a badge? Because by the way, there is a badge and I'm headed in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't want to, I'm, I'm still competitive. You know, I could my 50 milers or marathons, but I'm thinking about this badge yeah. or is it the, the process, the journey yeah. of getting outside. And I started doing something that, that drove a lot of people crazy, like especially the older generation. I started hiking by myself with my, with my dog. Yeah. And by the way, it's a different world now. There were so many people out there. I had my phone on me. It was incredibly safe, but I would come back a different person. I would hike that mountain. I would process the pain that I was going through and I would come back and it was better than any therapy session I think I could have ever been a part of. Yeah. I would sit. It, it's amazing. You sit in those mountains and you realize, first of all, we're so insignificant. Yeah. Like this, this, this place has been around forever. I am not, I am not going to be the first or last person on this mountain. And I am not going to be the most amazing person that comes to this mountain. I am so small in the whole scheme of things. It was an amazing journey for me. So I don't think I would have found that without 2020. I actually hated hiking before and now is the thing that it was like I would go to bed the night before I would do a hike and it was like Christmas morning. I couldn't wait to get out of the house by 5 a.m., run, like get out the door, have my food packed, have all my gear, have the dog sitting by me. And in 2019, I'd be like, oh, my God, hiking. (laughs) Like that is what 2020 has done. Like there's also beautiful things in this journey for people yeah i think uh and, and it's actually part of your conversation today uh you have to find what makes you be excited right and and especially when it comes to fitness and, and i guess you're a competitive person i am a competitive person myself too and actually in my high school we struggle with that a lot it's like a it's a problem even even eating it's a problem right like we are always competing about this uh about you're healthier now you're healthier no i'm healthier right so that happens um but there's a lot of people out there listening to this that they lost i think they lost 
probably one of the biggest pillars when it came to fitness, which was the community. Uh, they used to go to the gym for their little, for their one hour class. And they used to issue, it was a social thing, but also a healthy thing and a fitness thing. And now Zoom doesn't cut it for them. Uh, do you have any advice and, and, and the, I'm quoting advice here because I want to be careful that, that uh, it doesn't fit for everyone. But um, yeah, anything that you can tell these people that kind of like lost that support and the community support into the wellness world. Well, first of all, I, I think that one of the things that we did at Empower Fit is we actually have interactive training sessions. So we do feel you are absolutely right. Walking into a room and sort of chatting and discuss like we were we were just in a in a session this morning with somebody from Spain who was talking about unprecedented snow in Spain. Yes, last week. Yeah. This week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, we can't leave the house because of the snow. And we were joking that she looked like it was 7 a.m. for us and it was 1 p.m. for her. And we're like, you, you know, you have to you have to dress like it's a 7 a.m. class. She looked way too put together. She looked way too happy. And we were sort of joking. So there is, there are ways to connect and we have to find those ways to connect. I mean, I have found so much joy in training people and connecting with people through Zoom. I don't believe in shutting off the mic because I think we need that interactive connection. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's an essential part of what makes what makes our program unique, you need to find that somewhere. You need yeah. to find, you need to, you need to laugh with people again and you, and you, you know, I have a strict rule. I don't like to talk about politics um, in my sessions because I think we need 45 minutes of a break from everything that's going on. Um, so I do recommend there are ways to connect with community and you can't wait for this to be over to find a community. Yeah. You need, you need to find one now. Yeah. And I have to say one of the industries that definitely shifted in a positive way is the, I would say, the personal trainer fitness uh, industry. Um, because as you mentioned today, the first thing you need to work out is your body. Like, like you can do a lot with your body. You don't need to buy thousands of hundreds of dollars in equipment. Like you can just start actually moving and, and getting results, which is something you mentioned a lot, getting results with just your body. So, so this has been an industry that has adapted well, it has expanded, and it has also grown in community. Like you're right, I'm part of this some classes sometimes that it's not just with people in, in the room or that would have been in the room, it's with people in other places in the world. And it's kind of cool. Uh, just, just as a little side, I had a, this, this yoga class that wasn't from New Zealand. We were the only ones that were not from New Zealand. And it was fascinating. It was fascinating to just be in a class with just completely different culture and uh, on, on how they approach yoga, right? Uh, we ended up dancing disco music in it, which was fascinating too. But but that's that's one of the benefits that this has brought. Um, I want to talk about nutrition a little bit. Uh, this is something that I don't I I don't want to say we're experts in this conversation at, but your point of view, uh, I think it's extremely valid, which is no restrictions. Twenty twenty one is the year of no restrictions, but a little bit of focus on happiness, and yeah. and there's a reason for it. And uh, yeah, do you mind talking a little bit about that? Yeah, when when I would when I coach people in, in 2020 for weight loss, um, the old my old plan was incredibly successful. I would hand them a, a meal plan with real foods, um, a, you know, a recipe book, a shopping list. They had great results. It did not work in 2020. And part of that was that. I, it was it was consistent. I would be great up until three or four o'clock. 
And then there's no wine or chocolate or chips or dip on that sheet. And then to watch the news and be like, but I need chocolate chips and dip. And, and so how do you, how do you as, soon as you, as soon as you break that plan, they would feel like it's not working. Yeah. So what, what I thought was really important to coach people at Empower and in 2021 was um, I actually forced people to go make a healthy dessert. And I said, this week, this is your healthy dessert. And those people had the best results out of everybody else. Hmm. So what we focus on is just tracking healthy habits. So uh, drink 80 ounces of water. Um, try to get outside for 20 minutes a day. Uh, make a healthy recipe. Uh, try to eliminate processed sugars, but you could also maybe have that paleo brownie that was delicious. Mm. And by the way, if it tastes gross, don't eat it. That was really important as well. So it's less about restrictions and more about. And then on top of that, how can you give somebody a meal plan with the current situation of getting food? Yeah. Like you, couldn't, you couldn't even buy the food because it wasn't available. Yeah. Um, so it has to be more flexible. And sometimes, you know, you, you they ask me, what's my go-to breakfast? Usually right now, which would not have happened for the last 10 years, is a beautiful piece of French bread from a local bakery. Um, and I have a phenomenal run. And you know what? I'm also much healthier than I was when I was trying to be restrictive. Yeah, I, I fell in the category of extremists, I would say, maybe five to six years ago and, and and i decided by the way i i decided to do everything at once which was probably the worst mistake ever right like like ne <laughs> nobody recommends you to do everything at once but i said yeah i'll do everything at once so i dropped um processed sugar out of my diet which by the way it worked for me it felt great i felt just like a different person honestly for a long time uh but also became vegan at the same time and at some point something gave in right and for me it was just like i'm starving i want my pizza right <laughs> and and the, the reason why i'm mentioning this is because i then f learned from somebody a nutritionist that told me if you eat 25 to 26 meals a week be 20 very good but don't be 25 yeah. to 26 meals a week very good because you're going to kill yourself, especially if you're coming with no health issues. Like meaning you don't have a dietary restriction that you need to adapt to. It's, it's all mental, right? And you don't have a competition or something to, to train for. <laughs> so it becomes really hard. And that has changed my life. Now people, are, people ask me now, are you vegan? Are you vegetarian? Are you cat? Like, it's like, I just eat healthy 20 meals a week or something like that. And then the other ones, you're going to find meat and pepperoni pizza. And, and why? Because I like it. Like, it's just the way it works. Uh, yeah, what do you want to say about that? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, when I look at, and I shared my photos of my process of getting healthy in 2019, when I was losing my hair and when I was struggling with my weight, I was trying to restrict my diet. And, um, and again, I am an all-in person. I am, <laughs> I am, there is nobody who's met me that, um, my, my neurologist once joked about one of my MRIs because it was a good MRI. And he said, you know, your, your symptoms are very subtle. And as my husband responded, there's the only thing subtle about her. Like, I am intense. So when I go all in. So that just doesn't work. It doesn't work when, the, when, you, when you turn on the news and the world is falling apart. Yeah, it, yeah it, it's too hard when you're trying to keep your job 
And it's too hard when you are, when you see your family struggling to be, well, I can't eat that pizza because my family, you know, because I, I've committed to this diet. So it is that balance. And I, and I don't always eat the pizza and sometimes I do. And it is about finding what's right for each person right now. Yeah. And, and I might, I might have a different conversation in five years. I don't know. But right now, this it, it's the it's what we need to adjust to. Yeah, and then um, I have two last topics to talk just before uh, I guess we let you go. Uh, You've been super grateful with your time today. But um, during the conversation today, I, I hear a lot about this topic, but not like explicitly said, uh, <laughs> which was I think 2020 became the year of listening to your body and like and and it talks very loud. Like if you're sitting too long something will hurt like you cannot do the same stuff and there's a reason for it uh right if you're not going outside something will happen uh and and the body will tell you um what have you seen in your clientele as as one of like a trend that obviously everybody's working the majority of people are working from home or have reduced the way that, that they reduce the time they are outside which back issues hip issues etc is that what you're seeing in your clientele? Is that kind of like something that you yeah. are? What's even more fascinating, it goes in trends together. So usually back back stuff happens at the same time. Knee stuff, ha knee stuff happens at the same time. Shoulder stuff happens at the same time. I think it's more reflection of like, okay, are we sitting and watching the news more? Are we trying to get active and then we hurt our knee? So like everybody responds in everybody's responding in a similar way, which has been fascinating. <laughs> uh, the other thing I have noticed is that the stresses are very similar. We the, the cycle of stress has been the same for everybody. Yeah. Um, so, and I've also noticed that the people that really embrace a healthy lifestyle versus dieting have a lot less stress. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about my puppy earlier, and um, uh, that that's part of the reason also of, of uh, we added that to our life, just to have something simple and and to take care of, and and that definitely helped. But let's talk about mental health for a second. Um, this tested everybody. I, I and you say there's politics, there's a lot of things that the pandemic obviously kept a lot of people stressed. At Lexington Wealth, we send a weekly email every Saturday and I'll share some insights with you Ray, that nobody knows really. We we share a lot of information in those emails uh, from economy, from markets to politics, once in a while politics, uh, a lot of our events that we do like this one and through COVID we provided a lot of information on the pandemic and try to help the community basically our, our, our contact list. Every week the most click link has been the political link and and it's interesting because we always debate this internally right it's kind of like how much uh should we talk or should we push this information out but it's important information uh and we think oh people don't want to listen or hear about this anymore they're tired <laughs> but it still becomes the most clickable url that we post every saturday so the stress is there you're right it's it's still causing some stress what can we do for mental health? I mean, you talk about mindfulness and, and meditation, but that's a, that's a whole different animal, which we, had, which, which we have had 
uh, guests and, and podcasts on this conversation. And it's just a whole different animal of adventuring. But what do you recommend? Well, first of all, I, I reached a point where meditation was actually stressing me out. <laughs> yes. Because so, I was so, I, I'm, I'm in the industry, in the field, and I was so sick of people seeing my, and I'm, I'm an intense person. So I was so sick of people telling me to breathe. Um, and, and it didn't work for me. Well, it didn't, it didn't work in the natural sense, but what I found fascinating, and I've told people this many times, my dad's from Greece and he was, he would, first of all, he would have, uh, he passed away a few um, years ago, but he would have hated that. He would have been the first one out of this cancel culture. They would have kicked him out quick, quickly, but he was also very spiritual and was, was a natural person who liked to meditate, but he didn't have a name for it. So he would always say, um, if you're stressed out, go lay down and say Kyrieleison over and over again. And he learned that from traveling in Greece and going to monasteries where they would, that, that was their form of med- but he didn't have a name for it. Mm-hmm. So I think, and, and I think about that often and I try to imitate him because he was incredibly spiritual, incredibly peaceful. It's it's hard when you hear advice from people or, or you see these videos of meditate and breathe and do this and do that. It has to come from within you and you have to find your own path. And this has to be your journey. So my dad's journey of what he learned in the monasteries in Greece worked for him. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be some meditation guru, guru that you meet at a yoga studio that tells you to breathe, to breathe. You have to find what I found. I'm, I was introduced to Kundalini yoga from an instructor that's working for me and it's a more active meditation and it's calming me down and it's kept me healthy and sane. But if somebody comes up to me and tells me to go breathe, I lose my mind. (laughs) So so I think that, you know, I think that stress management is really, it's a big, big word. It's a big, big title for something that's impossible to manage, you know, but what scares me is that what scares me the most is that stress leads to health issues. So I, you know, I'm very open about my journey with MS and lupus and my first incident of MS happened after a very stressful year. And there was no way that I should have missed that it was on it. It was coming. I was under tremendous stress. I went to the doctor. I had the symptoms. I shouldn't have had MS, but I got it because of stress. And as I work with clients with also this, usually with, with MS or a lot of people come to me and I ask them, what was your trigger? It was another stressful incident. So I worry that we have right now, this culture is going to be creating a a whole bunch of new chronic diseases in the future if we don't figure something out. Um, And I think hearing, it's sort of like, you know, when you, when you went to the doctor and they said, lose weight, well, die, I know I need to lose weight. Well, die, I need to know I need to de-stress. How do I do that? And I think to break it down into simple, daily, healthy habits is a good first step. So instead of saying manage your stress, it's impossible. I would suggest that you make a list of healthy habits that you can commit to every day and follow through with that. I mean, that's what I do with my clients. So I say, 
um, five minutes of um, meditation, not five minutes, five minutes of restorative, whatever that is for you. That could be knitting. That could be reading a book. You know, try to build on that. Um, drink 80 ounces of water. Go outside for 20 minutes. Um, don't run, but do something, like have something that brings you joy every day. And I, and I give them about 12 healthy habits to focus on. Hmm. And, I, and I don't, I tell them, don't try to do all 12 of them. Just try to do a few of them each day and see how you look, feel, and perform. And one of the hardest ones for everybody, and I and I and I put this challenge out for everybody. There's two that's really hard: no screens in bed, and no screens with meals. Those are two impossible things. I I haven't seen a lot of people accomplish those goals, and those those aren't hard. Yeah. And I, and I'm not great at that either. So like I'm not saying that I'm some expert. So instead of telling someone to go meditate this sort of big lofty vision of, of what meditation is or whatever it is to each person, try to put your phone down for one meal yeah. and, and build on that instead of thinking that you need to be perfect. There is a lot more to be said right now about being celebrating your imperfections and focusing on what you can control. Yeah, I, uh, I the only plug I'll do on this is in December, uh, we hosted a webinar with uh, William Trubridge, who is uh, the world record free diver. And um, he doesn't, it's on assisted diving. And he talked a lot about that, what you can control and how much you need to, to just not focus on meditation, <laughs> but just like understanding how you react to meditation, how you react to breathing. And, and then just the whole exercise of just learning how your body, your mind, your everything reacts will just make you better because now you know. Uh, so, so I would just, uh, there is a YouTube video of that. Please go check it out. That's my only plug today. Oh, absolutely. Um, now, I think we learn so much from other yeah. people. I think it's a great. Um, yes. So this is my last question and we will we'll close it and, and we're very thankful for your time. So, and I do this to every guest. Uh, what's one thing? One thing, not two, not three, not five, that people listening to this podcast can do tomorrow morning to improve their wellness. Oh. Totally I, caught you off guard. I know. No, no, no. I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to think that I, the thing that's easiest for people to do and yet the hardest thing is to drink 80 ounces of water. Okay. I think when I, when I work with people, it's like it's – you really, you just need to pick it up and put it in your mouth and drink it. And yet it's so hard for people. So I think it's an attainable goal and let's see how, and it's not to lose weight. It's not to do anything else. Your body just needs it. Yeah. So let's see how you feel. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great tip. Uh, my, uh, Amanda reminded me of that a couple of times uh, when I was zoom after zoom after zoom after zoom. And I was like, you didn't take five minutes to drink water. So that's a good one. Especially with our mask. Oh, yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Much harder with a, with a mask yeah. on. So commit to 80 ounces. I think it's challenging. And uh, let's see how it goes for people. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. I, I hope this was as fun as it was for me. Uh, so, so thank you for your time. And we'll be providing your information at the bottom of the notes of this podcast. And if anybody has any questions, please reach out directly or we can connect you. It's not a problem. Uh, so, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. I really, this was very, very enjoyable and good luck with the puppy. Oh, thank you. And um, my, <laughs> na my name is Jordi Miller. This was the Empower Women series of the month of January. And until next time, we hope you have a great day.
Lexington Wealth Management is a group of investment professionals registered by Hightower Securities LLC, member of FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered independent investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or, or the investment opportunities referred herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance, and it's not guaranteed. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as a general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Lexington Wool Management and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no express or implied representation or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data on other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided at the date of reference. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Lexington Well Management and do not represent those of Hightower, Advisors LLC, or any of the institutions.